Hi, this is Regeline Sabah, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Nita Patel. Nita Patel is a speaker, author, and artist who believes in modern etiquette as a path to becoming our best selves. Welcome to the show, Nita. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you're from? Sure. Um, so I, how far are we going back here? <laughs> Way back. Take us way back. <laughs> way back. Um, so I was born and raised partially. I was born in England. I was partially raised there. And I moved to Dallas when I was pretty young. But as a child, we traveled back and forth quite a bit. So I went to school in both countries and I learned all about, you know, two extreme cultures, a, a Southern culture in the States and a very proper British culture in London. So um, that's part of the reason that I wrote my book. And um, it was, you know, a part of my foundation growing up. Um, I studied psychology and um, I have been in the corporate world for about 25 years in uh, technology specifically. And um, I did a lot of hiring. And that was one of the reasons also that I was inspired to write this book and share the information on the importance of you know, what, how your personal presence matters and, and how to put your best foot forward. I love um, it. Now tell us more about your five-step program to confidence. Five-step program to confidence is about, you know, you have to understand what you're working with, right? So you have to understand yourself a little bit more. So understanding your fears and learning how to manage them, understanding the forgiveness, the power of forgiveness practice. Um, I, I think that that's something that people that's underrated. Um, people don't really understand the value of that. And so that is a big foundational piece. So we look within and then the next uh, two steps are outside. You know, how do you dress? How do you communicate? What does your body language say? How do you shift your body language so that you feel more confident? Um, so two steps which are looking inside you know, two steps about your exterior presence. And then the fifth step is really about what is it that you want to do? You know, what is the dream that you have and how do we convert that into achievable goals? And so you do the inner work, you do the outer work, and then you're on your way to living your dreams. Wonderful. Now tell us more about the dual arts of conversation, talking, listening, and body language. Um. So the dual arts of conversation is, you know, our our instinct is when someone asks us a question or when someone is talking, you listen for about three seconds and then you start formulating your response. And the true art of listening is when you're able to truly listen to that person completely without thinking about what you're going to respond to, you know, and then articulating your response. and when you're a good listener, you know, you're able to build better relationships. If you don't know what the other person is about, whether it's, you know, in a personal personal relationship or whether it's a client, you're not going to be able to build a good relationship. You know, it's not going to be successful. Um, if it's a client, you know, you're really not going to understand their needs and what they want if you're not truly listening to them. So I think the power of listening is just really, really important. Very powerful. Now tell us more about the 10 tips to dress for success. Um, 
the tips to dress for success, I would say, you know, I would break that down into probably three very simple tips, although the book goes in a lot more detail. Um, I, I would say dressing for success is a making sure that you are clean. You know, hygiene comes first. And I know it sounds very obvious, but you would be surprised. And I'm sure you've experienced, um, you know, one of the things that I like to give an example about is bedhead. Bedhead is it is not a, a professional look. It, it, it's, it's not a thing. It is very well in the fashion industry. In fact, it's very well articulated after the hair is washed, you know, after it has product in it to give it just that enough of a messy look. So when people just, you know, roll out of bed and get dressed and show up, that's not professional at all. <laughs> um, so in order to dress for success, it's all the details that you pay attention to, you know, be clean, make sure that your clothes are smelling clean. Um, some of the details is use a lint roller, you know, and always make sure there's no dust or, or fuzz or anything on your clothes. Those are the type, make sure your shoes are clean. You know, when you pay attention to those type of details, someone else, the person that you're meeting with, they will notice, they will pay attention and especially if you're one way or the other, you know, if you completely didn't care about how you showed up, that's very noticeable. It's very obvious. You know, you're judging, okay, this person doesn't really care about themselves. Um, the other thing is when you dress for success, it creates respect. When you do pay attention to the details of how you put yourself together, um, it shows that you respect yourself. And when you respect yourself, other people will respect you. So, you know, the, the power, the power is, you know, not only it's making you feel more confident, but you're also gaining respect. It's elevating your image again, whether in the personal or professional world, you know, it's, it's elevating you. It's taking you to the next step when you pay attention to all these details. And it doesn't mean that you have to go out and, you know, buy a thousand dollar suit. <laughs> um, it really means that you pay attention to how you put yourself together. That's right, because it truly matters. Now, tell us more about your personal branding success myths and the truth about how to get ahead. So the personal branding myths and, and you know, I'll go back to the previous conversation on this. I think this is where people get confused between one of the myths right now, especially in with social media being you know so popular is authenticity. You know, that's a big word right now. And the myth there is being authentic does not mean that you should not be professional. You can be authentic and professional all at the same time. And I think people get confused with that because they say, oh, well, I'm just being my authentic self. You know, this is how I am. This is who I am. I don't care about this. I don't care about that. Well, you know, not caring <laughs> and being authentic are two different things, right? Yes, Oftentimes it's, it's an excuse to say, okay, well, I don't really care. So I'm just going to do something a certain way. But then you realize you're not being professional either. Uh, you know, I want to put on my holy jeans and, um, you know, wear slippers or something and let it be acceptable. You know, that's my authenticity. Well, if you're walking into a room of executives, that's not professional and that's wrecking your career. So um, I think one of the biggest myths is 
understanding what it means to be authentic and understanding what it means to be professional, not only professional, knowing your audience, you know, if you're, whether you're going out to dinner or you're going to a, a client meeting, you know, just knowing who you're going to be in front of, um, having that internal awareness. That's what, um, to me, that's what modern etiquette is about is having that internal awareness and then taking the right action towards it. Very powerful. Now tell us more about your company, Nita Patel. Um, so it, it's a holistic name. <laughs> um, I, I do a few things. As you mentioned earlier, uh, I am an artist. I am, am an author as well as a speaker. And um, I coach on all of the above. And so um, Nita Patel is really about helping you elevate your brand. It's about, you know, the art may be a little bit different, but the art is also elevating your space. Um, you know, my art is very spiritual in that nature is it's uplifting, it's energetic, it's healing. And so whether it's the art or whether it's, you know, my book where it gives advice on the two degree shifts that you can make, or it's the consulting or coaching services that I offer. Everything holistically is about elevating your brand. And um, if I can share, you know, one of the things that I'm working on right now. Um, so I'm coaching on the five step program. That's one of the services that I offer. And then I'm also offering a new program right now that is write your book in 90 days. And um, that's something that I learned from writing my own book. Now, I didn't have the coaching and I didn't have the support that I needed. And so it took me almost two and a half years to write my book. <laughs> and um, I really wanted to help others, you know, and, and it's two parted, you know, you're trying to balance your time and you're trying to figure out how to get all of this wrapped up in a nice manuscript. But you also have that self-talk going on, you know, is this good enough? Who am I to be the expert? You know, I have to do this for 50 years before I can claim to be the expert. And that's not true. We all know that, right? We provide our expertise every day. But when you start writing a book, it's a little bit different. So I created a 90-day uh, book writing program where I take people through the entire process from start to finish. And at the end of 12 weeks, you know, you have a completed ma manuscript. And that program starts next week. So um, if you're interested, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you about it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to sign up for Nita's five-step program to confidence. I love it. Now, Nita, why did you write Boss Vibes? Um, with the artwork <laughs> on it. <laughs> um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, with the two extreme cultures that I experienced growing up, I couldn't understand why learning how to be proper, learning how to sit a certain way, learning how posture mattered. And then, you know, so I would be in that space for a year and then I would be in a completely opposite culture where you could slouch and wear anything you wanted and sit however you wanted. Um, but it really helped me understand, you know, the importance of manners, awareness, etiquette. And when I say etiquette, you know, I'm not talking about the rules of, society and social, um, you know, social rules. I'm really talking about how you carry yourself, how you conduct yourself, whether in private or public, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, manners is not 
I say this in my book, manners is not like a, a jacket that you put on and take off. You, It's a way of being. And not only does it make you feel better, but it creates a different environment around you. You know, it creates a joyful experience in life uh, in general. Um, eating etiquette, for example, you know, when you're at home, a lot of times we think, okay, well, let me just, you know, if you've ordered takeout or something, let me just eat out of the box and, you know, slouch on the couch and, you know, watch TV. But that affects how we feel, right? You feel sluggish, you feel kind of like a bum. You don't want to do anything. You just want to stay on the couch. You're not motivated. Whereas, you know, you can take the same takeout and put it in a plate. You can sit at the table. You can play some nice music, uh, you know, light a candle. That is a completely different experience, you know, and we chase happiness. We chase joy. We chase peace. We chase all these things, you know, all day long. But what we don't realize is it's those little things that we do every day that is where we find the joy. That's where we find the peace. Um, it's how we feel good about ourselves. It's a it's a very simple experience that we can create for ourselves. And so I just felt compelled to share that with the world. Um, another reason I wrote it is through my corporate um, through my corporate years, I hired a lot of people. I interviewed hundreds of people and I saw how people showed up and I felt compelled to share why personal presence matters. And so I talk a lot about, you know, dressing for success, communications, how you conduct yourself in the office um, or at the workplace, because you don't realize what people are, what the perception of you is about, you know, how people see you and um, you expect promotions, you expect all these things. But when you take a look at how you're acting and how you're conducting yourself, there's very small shifts that you can do to elevate that um, perception, you know, to elevate your brand. And so I, I just felt like I, I had to share that information with the world and you know, help people feel good about themselves and, and just um, it, it opens doors for you at the end of the day, right? When you when you care about how you conduct yourself or when you have more awareness, um, it opens doors for you because all of that leads to confidence. And when you're confident, you make great decisions. You know, when you're not confident, I'm not sure you can really say <laughs> that you're making great decisions. You know, we go back to eating on the couch and slouching and, you know, just not feeling like doing anything, you're probably not going to make too many great decisions in that moment. Um, but when you're feeling good about yourself, you feel confident, you're making great decisions at that point. So um, I just, yeah, I, I felt compelled to share all of that, um, all of that with the world. That's right. Confidence truly matters. Now, how long ago did you start jotting down ideas that would become your debut book? Um, so like I said, it took me about two and a half years and, you know, I had done kind of a brain dump and put some thoughts together, but going through the process took me a little bit, you know, it, it was a passion project at the time and managing life with everything else. Um, so it took me a little bit to get through that and complete my book, which is why I was like, nope, it should not take this long. <laughs> This can be done in, in three months or less. 
That's wonderful. I'm excited to read your book. Now, what is your professional background and how did it lead you to where you are today? Um, so as I mentioned earlier, you know, I've been in corporate leadership for 20 years um, and I just interacting with the people that I did, hiring people, interviewing people and seeing how they interacted in a work environment is really what inspired me to write the book. Very wonderful. Now, how do you define modern etiquette? Um, modern etiquette is about awareness and action. You know, when you are aware of where you're at, where you're going, what's around you, who's around you, and taking the right actions followed by that is what I refer to as modern etiquette. You know, it's less about uh, the society rules and more about having that awareness, having that consciousness of, you know, where am I going? How should I be dressed? Who's going to be there? Um, it, you know, it's all of those things lead to you feeling good about yourself when you're feeling good about yourself. You, uh, again, you know, depending on where you're going, it, it opens up doors for success for you. And so modern etiquette is, is really key, especially in our digital world today, you know, where we're just kind of like, locked in our phones and you know we're heads down and we're not paying attention to who's around us. Um, I think we're missing out in, in being in the present moment when we're so lost in our uh, digital devices. And so mod with modern etiquette, you know, modern manners, it really gives you that experience in everyday life. That's right. Modern etiquette truly matters. Now, what is the most difficult challenge you've had to face in your life? Um, a lot every day, no, <laughs> every year. Um, you know, I would say specific to the book, um, when writing my book, because it took me such a long time to pull the book together, uh, I was a different person when I started writing the book and I became a different person at the end of my book. And so at the beginning of the book, I was you know, coming from a place of frustration, I was, um, why do people not know how to do this? You know, why do people not know how to, how to dress a certain way? Why do people, you know, not know how to sit right? It was very frustrating for me. And I went through my own personal growth and my own personal development journey through that period. And so by the end of that, you know, I was coming from a place of compassion and, so the way I had written the book was completely different from the first chapter to the last chapter. And so the biggest challenge for me was I had to go through almost three rounds of editing to make sure that everything flowed in a nice manner without having to rewrite the whole first half of the book. Um, and, you know, trying to meet deadlines of the publishing team and everyone else, uh, it was a big challenge, but, um, Again, another reason why I said, okay, it doesn't have to take this long for anyone who wants to write their book. It, you know, they should be able to do it in a minimum of 90 days. And, um, you know, you don't have that gap then because people change, right? Especially people who are aspiring to um, elevate their life, to develop personally, professionally. Um, and so that, that was a big challenge that I went through in writing my book. That's right. The big message here, folks, is to never give up. Use Nita as an example. Now, Nita, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? 
an aha moment. Um, I have a lot of those. Tell us about them. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> how much time do we have? <laughs> Two minutes here. Talk to us. <laughs> um, I would say you know, a lot of the aha moments come from reading. Um, one in particular that was pretty pivotal to me is the power of making a decision. Uh, I think that we underestimate that. And a lot of times we even avoid making decisions. You know, you want someone else to make the decision, even if it's something simple like, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? <laughs> you want someone else to give the answer to that. Um, and so the power in making a decision is it's just so pivotal and impactful. Um, and it has been for me personally. And there's, you know, so many different instances where I've decided that, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I can give you an art example where I got a call from a gallery one day. And, um, and before that, I had set some intentions to say, okay, I've shown in galleries, I've shown in big art fairs, I really want to show in some museums. And so I had set that intention. But when I got this call from this gallery and uh, they were based out of Sao Paulo and uh, they called me and they said, hey, we would like to show your work in Paris. And, um, I, you know, I'm thinking in my head, it's happening in slow motion in my head and I'm thinking in my head and I'm like, in that moment I decided, I was like, no, that's not good enough for me. I wanna show my work in a museum. And so I, hesitated I paused <laughs> and, and then I asked you know kind of cringing a little bit I said you know I would really like to show my work in a museum and the guy pauses for a minute and it's happening so slow in my mind I was like oh my god I shouldn't have said that I ruined this uh, but he comes back in you know a second and he says well do you mind waiting a couple of weeks no he said do you mind waiting a little bit and I said what does that mean? He said, oh, just a few weeks. You know, we'll, we're actually uh, doing a series of shows in Europe and um, we can, you know, switch you from the gallery shows to the museum shows. And I said, okay, tell me more. And, um, you know, we got to talking and he basically ended up showing, this gallery um, ended up showing my work at the Louvre, at the Modern Art Museum in Torino, Italy. Um, you know, in New York, it, just so many different places. But for me, that was a big lesson learned because I decided that this is what I wanted and I was able to ask for it. And, you know, had I not made that decision, I probably wouldn't have had those opportunities, you know, and my art career would have been in a completely different place, missing those type of opportunities. So, so to me, you know, the power of decision is, so 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 critical that's right decisions truly matter and once you make the decision don't turn back keep moving forward i love it now nita tell us more about what gives you happiness in your life um you know i, I think it's like i said it's all the small things every day um you know being able to as a creative i also have some you know childish habits <laughs> that I'll call them, you know, I'm not afraid to, when it's pouring rain outside, I'm not afraid to go out and stand in the rain and embrace nature. Uh, 
I think it's really all of the things that happen in your everyday. I think as a society, we have decided that happiness and joy is in these major life milestones. And you hit those milestones and you realize, oh, well, now I'm working to the next milestone. That's, you know, that's not where you find joy. The joy is an everyday uh, life where you're laughing with someone, you know, you're sharing a story with someone that you've connected with, um, whether it's an old connection or a new connection. It's in, like I said, the dining experience, you know, it's all of the little things that you do every day, all the micro actions, as I call them, you know, that's where you find true joy. That's where you find peace. We're always going to have those big goals that we have to chase, right? <laughs> we all have these uh, big goals. That, okay, you know, in three years, in five years, in six months. And when you get to that point, there's no joy, right? You don't, so A lot of times we don't even celebrate. We're like, oh, no, but I now I need to get to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so for me, happiness is, you know, in all the little things that we do every day. That is wonderful. Now tell us how important it is to maintain a positive mindset. Explain that to the audience. Wow. I, I, attitude is everything. Um, it, it really is. You know, a part of my five-step program talks about this is, you know, you're not only showing up physically in the right way. It's the mental attitude. It's your, um, it's your mindset. That's the word I'm looking for. It's the mindset and how you show up that is really crucial to where your life goes. Uh, if you are always thinking that this is not going to happen, but I'm going to try, I'm not sure if I can do this. You know, if you have this negative self-talk going on in your head, maybe some days things will happen. Most of the days they won't, you know, but when you have a strong, positive attitude, when you, again, make a decision that this is what I want today, this is what I want this week, this is what I want in this life, you know, that's powerful. And it changes the way you think about things, you know, instead of becoming the victim, you are now, you have now empowered yourself. And there's nothing more powerful than that. When you know that something good is happening, you know, when you know that you can reach your milestone. And so your positive attitude and your attitude in general will determine the fate of your life. It could be good. It could be great or it could be not so great. And, and it's really in our hands to decide every morning when we wake up, how do I want to feel today? And what am I going to do about it? And I think most people do the opposite. They say they wake up and say, oh, no, what do I have to do today? Uh, and we don't think about how we have to, you know, how we want to feel. And so the to do's dictate our overwhelm, our frustration. Uh, and, and it's really hard to fight that and find positivity in that versus when you start your day and say, how do I want to feel today? Okay, now what am I going to do, you know, to accomplish that? <laughs> and not to say that we don't have to do the things that we don't, we still have to do the things that we don't like, you know. Um, but at least with that intention, it's not as overwhelming. It, you're not miserable. I don't know, for someone like me, I don't like doing laundry. <laughs> but, you know, it's not a chore. It's not a task because I've been able to integrate it to say, okay, 
I'm doing all these other things and I'll just slip it in, you know, in between all of that. But it, it's again, it's about the mental attitude when we don't want to do something, we push it off and we push it off and we push it off. And, and, and a year later, you know, we've set a goal at the beginning of the year, by the end of the year, you know, you're depressed because you're like, oh, I didn't get to it. Now, how am I going to, you know, what am I going to do next year? This is a repeated pattern that keeps happening. It really affects your whole life. And so, you know, taking action is really critical to, um, and, and taking the right action, you know, is really critical to the results that you achieve, how you feel, your levels of joy. Um, and all of that starts with a, a great positive mental attitude every day. That's right. Action and positive self-talk truly matter. Now, Nita, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Wow, that's very powerful. <laughs> um, do what you love. <laughs> I think it's that simple. And I don't, I don't think I need to explain that anymore. You know, do what you love when, when you do not like, when you wake up and you know, you hate the job that you're going to, you know, you dread your day because you have these meetings that you have to go into and explain yourself to other people. Um, that's not a joyful life. And to really be purposeful when you're in complete alignment, your health, your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, your financial health, everything falls into place. And so I would say, you know, find something that you love doing and and, and uh, do it with everything you have. That's right. I love it. Now, Nita, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. I truly appreciate you. Where can the audience find you? Audience can find me at nita-patel.com. Um, you can find my book anywhere you can buy books online. Uh, Barnes and Noble, I was about to say Instagram, not Instagram, Barnes and Noble, uh, Amazon, Goodreads, uh, pretty much anywhere. But uh, if you wanna look for, if you wanna find more on my services, then nita-patel.com is where you can find all the information. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Nita at nita-patel.com. And again, Nita, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. Thank you.